Welcome back to Kingdom Cast. This is your host, Bad Luck Chuck. We back at it again for Steelers Week. Man, it's been a eventful week for Chiefs Kingdom here. You know what I mean? As we um as it's Christmas Eve today. Um, a lot of things have gone throughout the week, man. Throughout the team, uh, the fan base, you name it, man. It's a lot of craziness going on. But before we get into all that, I'll introduce my guy Country to the right. And uh, our boy Boogie is currently out. Uh, he's currently in the protocol. So, uh, you know, get well soon, Boog. You know, hopefully we'll be back soon, man. But Country, man, how you doing this evening, though? I'm good, man. Uh, finished up that last-minute Christmas shopping and uh, spent too much money, of course, you know, at the last minute because I'm a guy and guys do all our shopping at the last minute. So, um I've been chilling, man. The kids got all their stuff, uh, so they good. Um, we good, man. My mom sent me a king cake from New Orleans. Oh, my God, it's amazing. Yeah, man, that picture was <laughs> amazing, dog. Happy holidays. Happy holidays too, son. <laughs> That's Drake Daddy. Man, they don't, say nothing. they don't say nowhere near no Adonis, but, man, I bet it was hell out there in no trenches, wasn't it? Getting all that last minute stuff, huh? Yeah, bro. I went to Bed Bath and Beyond, and they closed like right when I pulled up. Went to Hobby, and they did the same thing. I'm like, dang. So what they closed like? Some scrounging. I wasted some gas. Like, definitely. What they closed like five or six, something like that. Yeah, five. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, that's not surprising. Somebody the other day was talking about man. Um, I just pulled up. And they already closing the stores. I'm like, dude, the mall closes at like nine. You up there at like eight thirty two. Of course, the, the stores <laughs> gonna start closing. <laughs> right, they're not gonna stay open all night. It's not Walmart. It's not Black Friday. Right, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. But but anyway, man, you know, I'm glad you got this. Glad you got that out the way, man. You know, fortunately, I got had I gotta go light this year because of what recently just happened. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, but man, let's get to the. Let's get to the meat and potatoes, man. Um, we're pretty much going to have our defense back. Uh, we've seen that Chris Jones got cleared. Uh, Willie Gay got cleared. Uh, I think LeJerry Sneed coming back. Um, what's it? Is Nick Bolton? Nick Bolton cleared, too? Or was he even Nick Bolton out? Nick Bolton was, was out, too? Was he even in the protocol? I don't think he was. I don't, I don't think so. Um, Actually, he I was. Don't think so. He was announced earlier, but I think he got cleared, too. But anyway, um, we're just going to have our defense back, but our two most important guys on the offense side of the ball, they're still not cleared. Um, I've, I find that to be very, very suspect. You know, as you guys can see the title right here, the NFL is a suspect. <laughs> and, um, do, you, do you think it's like a gamemanship thing, or, or are they really not cleared, or they just holding on to it? Because everybody said they should be done. They should be good by Saturday. Yeah, you got one more day. Uh, Sunfly Looney said Nate Bolton's still out. Okay. Nate Bolton is out? Yeah. I had to double check that, but that's what he said. So I don't know what that means, in Enrica, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see all that. But, um, but yeah, man, yeah, I guess. But, <laughs> but, but anyway, um, but yeah, man, like, you know, even though if Nick Bone does get cleared, if he's still out and he doesn't get cleared, I mean, I think we'll be fine still, you know. 
Um, like I said last week, you know, Anthony, Anthony Hitchens was going to step up, and he did. And um, this will be an opportunity for him to step up if Bolden can't go. So, But uh, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, they still haven't been cleared, man. Um, I think part of it might be gamesmanship, but I think part of it is just how the protocol is going, man, because I really have a hard time believing that these guys can't get one negative test before Saturday. Like, Travis Kelsey got ruled out Monday, and then Tyreek got ruled out Tuesday. They both vaccinated, you know what I mean? So it's all around stuff. And Ward was out what three days? Ward got he got put on the protocol. He was back in three days. So I mean, who knows what's going on, man? It's so crazy. I just ain't trying to catch it my damn self. Um. So I mean, I think they'll be back. I'm just gonna go with hope and say that they'll be back by Saturday. So we'll see how it plays out. This is not – it wouldn't be – this is a major a major loss, though, because it's not the first time we play without people. Like, we've been playing without people, but not those two people. I think this is the first game that Travis Kelsey is going to miss playing with Patrick Mahomes. Like, he's never missed a game. So this is what I kept going to, though. We have seen – Patrick played without starters, right? Or so we've seen him put Albert Wilson on the map. We've seen him make De- Demetrius Harris some money. So we've seen him without top guys before. We've seen him play. And it's not like they were playing uh the B team either. Like they played Denver and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill did not play. None of their starters played. So we've seen them, we've seen them do more with less. So we seen him going there in 2018 without a defense and put up six touchdowns on Pittsburgh. So we'll see. If we believe in Pat, if Pat is really back, then 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 I think we'll be all right. Not gonna say we blowing him out and Paul. Yeah, yeah. But you you gotta put that in there, bro. But like RJ counters, it's the Steelers. And the Steelers aren't, they're not world beaters. They're not the Steelers of old. They don't have Le'Veon Bell. AB's not coming through that door. You know what I'm saying? Not to look down on them, but yeah, we're kind of looking down on them. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm nervous, but I'm not scared. Not not by any means. I think we can win this game. I still think we can win this game. Yeah, man, I, I feel the same. I feel the same way too, cause <laughs> honestly, man, this defense alone should win the game for the Chiefs. Really, like yeah. the Steelers' offensive line. To me, the Steelers' offensive line is the worst in football. I'm sorry, and there's Jacksonville Jaguars and Houston Texans out there, bro. But that Steelers' offensive line is atrocious. Like uh, Najee Harris, he's a good player, but. You seen Najee Harris had to work hard for his yardage. Like he can't really get anything going. And then Ben is like literally a statue at this point of his career. So our front seven alone should be able to wreck havoc. And we may be able to get a turnover or or two. Heck, we might be able to get even more than two turnovers in this game. Just based well, on that. I mean, watching Pittsburgh play a couple times, it looks like Pittsburgh Pittsburgh lets you out to this big start. And then mm-hmm. they slowly creep themselves back into the game. Right. That's that's kind of dangerous when you're playing, playing with Pat. 
Um, but I think we have a good enough defense. If you let us out to a big start, then you're not going to be able to come. You're not going to be able to come back because we're not going to let you come back. You know what I'm saying? So, but this is also Kansas City. So, whatever their version of an A game is, I think they're going to try to bring it. Yeah, I mean, in the Steelers right now, they're in a, a very tight race in the AFC North. So, you know, they, they're going to play hard regardless. But I just think they got too much going against them in this matchup, even though, you know, the Chiefs may be limited offensively. The Chiefs, the only thing Chiefs, the Chiefs, what the Chiefs can got to do is just manage the game, man. Patrick, he really ain't got to go all crazy like that. But if he does have a good performance, he does have a say so in the MVP race. I'm not saying he's going to win it, but, you know. Oh, the, Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But he closes the gap a little bit, you know what I mean? But, you know, if we don't have Tyreek and Travis, it'll be a great time to get that chemistry with him and Josh Gordon going because I've said it for weeks now. You're going to need Josh Gordon in the playoffs. You're going to um, need him to step up. Okay, here's a crazy question, and it might not – it may sound a little bit arrogant, but – is it crazy to rest Travis Kelsey for a week? If you if you're gonna be able to do it, isn't this one of the weeks you could do it? No, I mean it's not crazy at all. Cause at the end of the day, like even if the Chiefs do drop a game, if they if they, if they do somehow lose to the Steelers, I still expect them to get the number one seed in the AFC at the end of the day. Now with Tennessee winning last night, you know you really gotta you really gotta lock in now. Like all right, you know what I mean this. There still ain't no cakewalk, you know. Tennessee's right there still, so and they got the tiebreaker over you. So. Yeah, San Fran let us down, man. Yeah, they Never saw mind. that game. They saw that game. <laughs> <last night. laughs> I, I wouldn't be afraid. I wouldn't. I would rather have. Who would you rather have back, Tyreek or Travis? If you could only get I, one. I I think in this matchup, man. You, you, I honestly, Travis Kelsey, because what's know, up, Kelsey, Andre? Ain't seen him in a while. What's up? Who that? Yeah, what's <laughs> up, cuz? Honestly, um, Travis Kelsey, man, because like he's that third down guy that's gonna move the chains for you, you know. Uh, so you would rather have Travis than Tyree? I just think him and Patrick got a stronger, still, they still got a stronger Wi Fi connection on the field than with Tyree. And don't get me wrong, Tyree's speed is. Incredible, like it's a huge, huge weapon. Um, but yeah, I'm with RJ, man. I, I think I think for this particular game, I would rather have Tyreek. I, I think Tyreek is. I don't know if they have anybody that can cover Tyreek. I don't know if they have anybody that can cover Travis Kelsey either. You know what I'm saying? So having them both would be the ultimate. Who are they gonna guard? But. Last time we seen them play Pittsburgh, they had no answers for Tyreek Hill or Anthony Sherman. <laughs> like they didn't have no, they had no answers for nobody. So, and I think one of them is going to play. So I think, I think if if I if only had one of them, I think it would be Tyreek. I think Tyreek, um, uh, with RJ's point, I think he opens it up for everybody, but. Travis does need some rest, I think. Even though he came out and, and balled out against San Diego or the Chargers, I'm sorry. Um he, he needs some he needs some help. He needs some help. He needs some 
just some rest. I mean, that's a fair point. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because Travis, Travis has been playing banged up, but I just feel like at the end of the day, um, you, you, you always want to have that security blanket, you know, when things break down, you know. But um, all fair points aside, you know what I mean? Um, I don't, I, nobody that's still a secondary really scares me. Like, they still got makeup back there, but for Mika's standards this year, Mika's bound the downside, you know, as far as his play is concerned this season. He should have came to Kansas City when he had the chance, but Pittsburgh threw that extra one in there, so they stole him from us. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm not – is Joe Hayden still on Pittsburgh? Yeah, he's still there. Okay. Hey, y'all stop y'all stop riling RJ up with McCole Harmon comments. Y'all know. Y'all know how you feel about McCole Harmon. We're not about to go into that again. So leave him, leave RJ alone. Please don't mention McCole Harmon around. <laughs> Speaking of McCole Harmon, we're gonna get into that later, dog, because uh, I gotta call somebody out for a tweet last night about McCole Harmon. Yeah, I heard. I heard. Um it, yeah. I'm not ner- I'm not nervous about this game. I don't know. I don't know. Is that arrogance? Is that am I being cocky right now? You know. You know. Yeah, uh, Hayden did make that. Hayden did make that game second tackle. He did. I'll give but, him that. But you know, you know, some fans in the NFL they still they don't think we're arrogant regardless. You know what I mean? Just because of what we've been Part doing. Part of the, the territory. Right. Part of the territory. But, but we do have a surprise special guest that just popped up. You know what I mean? We got the big fella in the background, man. The big uh, this, fella. This guy, to me, is one of the best blocking tight ends that ever played the game of football. You they know, don't make him like him no more. <laughs> they sure don't. And uh, <laughs> he was part of that explosive Chiefs office in the early 2000s, you know, with Priest, Tony G, Kennison, Trent Green. You guys know who he is. Uh, we like to welcome from Chief Concerns. Jason Dunn to the show. Big Dunn. What's up? What's going on? What's happening, What's happening? brother? Not a whole lot. Can y'all hear me? Y'all hear me pretty yeah. good? Yeah. We can hear you You're doing good. We can hear you really good, man. All right, cool, cool. Look, man, we're going to throw you in the fire real quick. All right. If you could only choose one. Okay. To, miss the, to, to play in this game, Tyreek or Travis? Look, he had to think. Oh, that was a good question. Yeah, that was a good question. <laughs> Can only have one. Can only have one. I can only have one. Mm. Wow. I had I had to say, man, if if if, if I had to go with my choice, ugh. don't be biased and pick the tight end. I, you know, I, but I'm thinking, man. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I, 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 that's that's a good question. I had to put some thought into it. You know, okay, look, we look, come back look. to it. I threw you in the fire early. We got yeah, to right. So look. Travis got everything underneath. We know that. We're in the middle, right? Tyreek takes the top off the defense, and he's going to make you – you're going to have to cover the entire field with him. So that's one thing, man. They, they always tell you, man, speed kills. So, you know, that speed that he's got, I mean, he's just a dynamic player. Ain't, ain't too many people out there on the field that can do what he can do, right? And, and the same with Travis, too. Uh, that's the thing about it, man. Guy, Lee, that's a good question. Uh, well, just, hey, look, I go test for him. I'm positive. I'm good. So I go test for him <laughs> if, if we have to. If we have to pull out all measures. <laughs> right, right, right. 
Hey, so, hey um, growing up watching you, the main thing, and, and, and this is the sad part, Kansas City's never going to get hard knocks again because Andy Reid's not going to do hard knocks. Right. But y'all season of hard knocks, we got the, the Bandar Pollard moment. We got the Dwayne Bowe getting tied up on the goal line moment. Um, one of my favorite moments is low key is you and Tony G relationship. Like y'all had like this, y'all were friends like on and off the field, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure, absolutely, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. You know, and the thing was, you know, when you, you know, Lockers is right beside each other, you know, at the stadium, and 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 that, uh, you know, of course, you know, during training camp, you know, so. When you know we going out, we hanging out. We you know we doing everything. You know hitting the clubs and the bars. Going you know going out to eat. You know we you know so that's a brotherhood. And so it's me and Tony, of course, all the tight ends, and that's usually how it is. You know everybody has their own groups and families. You know everybody kind of kind of runs with. And so you know me and Tony, man, just sticking Steve's. You know what I'm saying? That's I mean that's just pretty much what it was. And so it's 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 a brotherhood. So you know I look at us as my brother. And so that's how we we treat each other. You know, we rag on each other as brothers. You know what I'm saying? We sit there, we, you know, Jones on each other all the time. I mean, it's just what it's going to be. You know, I look, I'm not going to let Ed Jokey get comfortable, not one second. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, any what it is, it, you know. And so that's just how, man, everything plays out. So we, we, you know, I know on Hard Knocks, it was kind of, uh, it, it was, it was crazy because sometimes you don't quite know what the cameras are capturing, right? And, you know, at the time, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you a little bit, you know, Tony wanted, you know, he wanted to amp up for the camera. So the thing is, I told him, so wait a minute, hold on, man. I said, man, all the good good shots I took at you, you know, they didn't want to display none of that. You know what I'm saying? They didn't want to put none of that on there. And that was like the crazy part because I was just like, you got control of some of this editing. You going in at the editing late at night, you know, and telling them what to put on the TV. But you didn't want to, you know, with me, you know, really, you know, just getting on you, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> you know, it, it was, uh, it, it was, it was a, it was an experience that was. I'm glad Andy ain't gonna do hard knocks, man, because to me, to be honest with you, it, I think it just messes up the chemistry of the team. Everybody's trying to be Hollywood at that moment, uh, especially now with the, the, this younger generation, man. I, I can see them to them. Oh, they, they, they face going to be all on the camera the whole time trying to, you know, just trying to get that little, you know, that little shine. So I just I, a, seen it. Go that's ahead. That's an interesting point. I don't think nobody's ever said that before. That, that how it negatively affects. You know, they got the hard knock curse where people that be on hard knocks don't really have good records. But right. do you think that's a part of it? You think that's one of the reasons? Absolutely. I, I think there's a correlation, man. Just for the simple fact that you know, you constantly have a camera in your face on everything that you're doing. And so, uh, you know, it's not really the, any type of uh, uh, place or area where there's not somebody just right there underneath and just, you know, no privacy whatsoever. And so sometimes we had to tell you, like, look, man, y'all could have just got to just fall back a little bit. Cause y'all just, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, seriously, I mean, we, you know, in the meeting room and they under the table like this with the camera in your face, man, just trying to catch every little moment, every little, <laughs> you know, nuanced thing that you do. So it, it, to me, man, it just caused a lot of uh, guys, 
putting more emphasis on the camera and stuff like that as opposed to getting ourselves prepared for the game and the practice and stuff like, you know. So what guys are doing, but it's, here's the crazy part of it. So you worry more so about getting on camera, going back to your dorm room, seeing the next episode or what they're going to put on it. You know, so, man, it just, to me, it was just uh, intrusive. It was really intrusive uh, as far as, like, what we wanted to do, how we wanted to say things, you know, and how we wanted to take care of stuff. So uh, for me, it was her, her you know, that's, that's who home was. You know, he coming from New York. Uh, you know, a big, you know, media place and kind of bringing out to Kansas City. So he was more used to doing those things. And I, I just thought, man, Kansas City uh, for our season, I just, I just felt like it affected us. That's how I felt. So yeah, I believe there's Caleb, correlation there, though. Seriously, I do. And Caleb just brought it up, too, man, before I can even spit it out. You know, the, the Coastal Cowboys, they – they seem to not be affected by hard knocks this season so, so far. You know, the Cowboys, they clinched the playoff spot last night, and then the Colts, they're making a run. So I guess hard knocks can cut, get some slack, cut some slack this season. You know? Yeah, but before this, though. <laughs> oh, bad. yeah. Yeah, I agree. yeah. I agree. I agree. <laughs> right. what, what, and I'm sure, I'm sure they got what, what happens. I'm, I'm sure they got better. You know, of course, coaches are like, wait a minute, hold on. Look, you ain't going to do what you just want to do. And it's really, it's really based upon what the coach – how he kind of lets everything play out. And so I look at it like where Herm was, like I said, coming from that market up in New York with the Jets coming out there. That was to him. It, it was all like, you know, shine for him. You know what I'm saying? So that's just who he was. He was that type of guy. But you got a guy who, you know, as a, as a, as a coach who might be like, wait a minute, hold on. Look, y'all need to just back up, get out of the way. Um, you could kind of see that. And I remember what the Browns was going through it with, with you and him. You know, we, we we got to see all of that. <laughs> you know, that dumpster fire. Yeah, that was just crazy how everything was. You know what I'm saying? I was just playing out. And yeah. you yeah, you seen it. You seen it. You seen the results of it. So, so I want to ask you this, Jason. Um, in regards to this matchup, now if things stay where they are right now, regarding Travis Travis and Tyreek, and we don't have them, um, we basically got a basically got to go to Blake Bell. You know, Blake Bell is a block at tight end, and we're looking at maybe doing more heavy personnel as far as the game plan stuff. Like, um, how important is the block at tight end in a game like this, you know, if we're going to have – if we're not going to have Tyreek and Travis out there? Uh, I mean, it's significant, significant of what you want to do. But I, I think, you know, with Blake Bell being the guy second to him, I think you, you really let Noah Gray shine. You know, I think Blake still plays this part as being a blocking tight end because, you I mean, you drafted a guy who can catch the football, who can run routes, who is kind of uh, Travis-esque, if you will, somewhat. And so we've we seen at least them trying to do some things with him, uh, what they were doing with uh, with Travis. And so I think Blake still plays this part. You know, you don't want him, you know, running down the – not saying that he can't catch or he can't do these things, but I think Noah Gray is probably a – much much more athletic tight end. And so I think maybe now this is what everybody was kind of watching. You know, when I'm looking at the tight end, I want to see what Noah Gray can do, you know, because it's like, look, if, if we don't have Travis, right, case in point, this scenario, can Noah Gray come in? Well, look, he's been he's been in the room with Travis all during the summer, uh, during the, you know, the whole season. So now it's like I know some of this done rubbed up on him. It's hard to, you know, route running, what he can do, talking these things over. And so now 
I know he's going to have some trust in like, look, you know what? Hey, it's time to, hey, young, youngster, it's your time. Now it's time for you to shine, right? If I get hurt, you got to be able to come in. So I think, man, Noah Gray, you got to give him at least four or five looks, you know, just, just to make everybody keep them honest. Because if you don't have Travis, right, so now all the defense are going to switch up. Well, no, guess what? We drafted a guy who can run down the field, who is athletic, you know, who can still run, get out of the break, and can catch the football. And so I think if, if it's a guy that you ha- you're not really prepared for, that's the guy you go to. So that's where I look at it. And, and to stay on the blocking tight end subject, like that that's not – it never really was a highlighted position, but – it's it's not the same. Like when you're in the game, like we have to have a blocking tight end. Yeah. This is not a it's not a need. I mean, it's not a want. It's a need. We need this guy on this team. Right, we need this right. position. And I guess since it's more pass heavy now, that they kind of like took the guy out of the game. How does that how does that make you feel as a blocking tight end? That's something that you're known for. That's kind of gone from the game almost. Well. What you see is obviously the the lack of uh, yardage running backs are getting. And so when you start thinking about it, look what Indianapolis is doing, right? So my man is making a lot of yards because what? Because they got two tight ends that's going to block, you know? So uh, uh, Doyle and and my man, uh, uh, I can't think his name, with the dreads. Allie Cox. Allie Cox. So, you know, they can put their hands on somebody. And so when I watch him play, Ali Cox is going to be in there blocking. He's going to be right in line making those blocks because you need guys like that. And so I don't think that that's a lost art because as long as you got a running back and you need those yards, you're going to have to have a blocking tight end. You're going to have to have a fullback come in every once in a while just to make a wham play, you know, lead up on the on the fullback. So I think with, with uh, you know, now with the more passing yards and stuff like that, I think still that, that tight end uh, blocking is needed. You just have to have that guy. If not, well, then all of a sudden you're going to run a whole lot of zone. You're going to have guys, you know, tight ends who are not blocking, who are glorified, really, wide receivers. I mean, that's truly what it is, right? And so when you don't have those guys, tight ends, who, who are willing to block, uh, stick their nose out there, uh, then it's going to suffer. And, and you just kind of see it, you know. But, but you know, and look, Tennessee is, is different because everybody ain't built like Derrick Henry. It's just you ain't got that guy. You know yeah, what I mean? One-on-one. So, <laughs> you know, and, and I look at this, uh, you know, I was telling somebody also too, like Green Bay. Green Bay does a great job. Well, who they have? Mercedes Lewis, right? Look, we know Mercedes, look, he ain't stretching no defense anymore. He ain't doing that. But I tell you what he's done. He's created the niche to sit there and say, look, I'll get out there on one or two passes, but right now I'm going to be in here and I'm going to put my meat hooks in somebody on this defensive end, okay? I'm going to get Aaron Jones up through the field. So, that's those things, those guys like that are, are definitely needed, man, in, in offenses that I think are successful. So, yep. And I, and I, and I, had, a, I had this little argument last episode when um, the Chiefs had a little blunder down in the red zone near the, near the end of the third quarter against the Chargers. Uh, they had second and one, third and one, fourth and one, and didn't convert on any of those. And yeah. I told people, I said, the full, this is why the fullback still needs to be an important part of the game because they're trying to remove the fullback from the game as well. You've seen all these great fullbacks throughout history. You know, we had T. Rich. You had Lorenzo, Lorenzo Neal. You had Tom Rathman, uh, John Riggins. You had all these great fullbacks that were key parts 
of why teams even won the Super Bowl or even made a run in the playoffs. So they need to start incorporating the fullback more back into the game as well, especially on short yardage. Yeah. And, and we saw that uh, Barton got a little wiggle to him. He, he, yeah, he, had, a big play. he had a couple big plays uh, uh, Thursday. Yes, sir. He sure Barton's did, right? Good. So good. Look, and, and it was effective, right? I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, look, in my mind mentally, I'm thinking right now, third and one, third and short, second and one. Look, you got let him let him get it. He's gonna lean for at least a yard. He gonna he gonna at least do that. If not, then guess what? Let him line up forty five. Go in and shorten the linebacker's neck up. Okay, let let, let him get behind him and get another yard. Right? Look, we we, we brought the man in for a reason. I, I I think it's just absolutely wasteful to bring a tool in, having in your toolkit, not even use it. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's how I feel about it, man. You got you got to let him, like you said, the the OT Richards, Lorenzo Neal. I mean, when I'm talking about it, I, I think like uh, like man of arms. I don't know if y'all know oh he man. You know what I'm saying? You should just have the arm <laughs> on all the time and just you know that's what I'm looking like for for a guy to come in and actually just go in and ask, throw a dude out the club. You know, so look when you know he coming in and he's got that you know big old neck row. Remember those big old neck rows used to wear like <laughs> Lorenzo Neal. Yeah. Yeah, you already know what the business is going to be, so I, I think you got to do some more of that. You know, really, you do. Yeah. Anybody with the neck roll was dangerous. I don't oh, care man, what they on. did or what. <laughs> <laughs> That's facts. It don't matter. He's a gangster. Leave him alone. Right, right. <laughs> hey, you, hey, we know. Hey, look, we used to see it all the time, man, in high school. You know, in college, yeah, when they start running around the field and warming up. Every time you see a dude with the neck bro, you're like, oh, that's, that's the hitter. There he is. You know what I'm saying? You always knew it. You always knew it. So Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, All-Star is uh, Mike Allscott from uh, Tampa Bay getting a lot of love. Yeah. yeah. He was yeah. a beast, too. Right. Yeah, right. Definitely. Beast too. <laughs> well deserved. It's bad enough. It's bad enough when running backs running from you. When he running over you at the same time, that's like double – it's like, oh, yo, yeah. I'm just going to sit on the bench, coach. I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't want none of that smoke. None. <laughs> so who is uh, some of your favorite guys to block for? You you block for some some legends, some, some yeah. great guys, some potential Hall of Famers, some Hall of Famers. You put oh, in yeah, work. Yep. Uh, so when I was in Philly, man, I had, you know, uh, Slick Rick, Ricky Waters. You know, I oh, had, yeah. you know, yeah, man, Charlie Gardner, you know what I'm saying, Chuck? Man, Chuck was out there, man. You know, uh, you know, back then I was at Thunder and Lightning. You know, I used to talk about it. I said, man, that's where you can use, you know, Hilaire and, and Williams like, you know, Thunder and Lightning. For real. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really can do that. Yeah, Garner uh, was shifty as heck. Real shifty. Huh? I said Garner was shifty as heck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. You know, plus, you know, it, it took, man, he always had that, 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 that mindset. You know, he always played bigger than what he was. You know, he always walked out there with his chest out, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he, he was just that dude. So, he made that, and then, of course, when I came to Kansas City, man, I mean, I had Kimball. Uh, Kimball and Don, Donnell Bennett, you know what I mean? Shoot. I mean, T. Rich was in the backfield. He used to block the T. Rich, too, before, you know, they just made him to a glorified fullback. T. Rich used to tote that thing. Yeah, so, you know, I remember that. And then, of course, man, we had, you know, the galloping ghost, you know, Priest Holmes, you know, himself. So, uh, Mookie, uh, Derek Blaylock, uh, you know, LJ. So, man, we look, I, I was blocked for some guys, man, that, that that knew how to pick them up, put them down, you know. 
they get the yardage. So uh, it, every every bit of that was joyous because all those guys, man, they were just good guys uh, and, and talented guys. So uh, I just wanted to be there to just kind of make, you know, them even better. You know what I'm saying? So when you got guys like that that you know could hit their head on the goalpost any play, I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm, but look, you need a, a yard? Hey, I was always that guy. I turned around to him, look, you need a yard? Come burn behind me. I got you, JD. I got you. And that's how we used to talk. We used to talk like that all the time. I got you, JD. Well, JD, here I come. So, you know, we just always had a relationship, man. It was, it was always good. Always good. Okay, so we got some we got some questions in the chat. Uh, Cause I know we got you for a limited time. Uh, quick, and this is a good question: Does Priest Holmes deserve Hall of Fame consideration? We biased, so it's definitely a yes for us. But Priest was a beast. Like, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I was uh, I was looking at the numbers. Somebody was bringing up Roger Craig the other day, right? And so I was looking at Roger Craig numbers. And I'm sitting over. I'm looking at Priest number. I'm like, oh yeah, Priest definitely needs to be considered for Hall of Fame, without a doubt, without a doubt. With with his uh, his yardage, uh, per carry, touchdowns, uh, Pro Bowl appearances, uh, without a doubt, consideration. And so what I was thinking, look, you let Gail Sayers in. I looked at Gail Sayers numbers, and Gail Sayers was talent, no doubt. Well, nobody, no doubt. Uh, no doubt. you know, pushed back against that. But then all of a sudden, I start looking at the other guys who didn't get in. Roger, Roger Craig, Roger Craig should be considered. Priest Holmes, looking at his numbers, definitely need to be considered. Look, if you let Edwin James get in, okay, uh, Ladamian Thomason, Priest ain't in there, no consideration. Come on, man. No, we Eddie doing him justice. So I think if everybody's just kind of looking at his body of work, you know, from just Baltimore to Kansas City and the time that he was, his numbers he was putting up, he definitely needs to be in there. And look, I'm look, I'm gonna say this. I'm not taking anything away from like Terrell Davis, right? I think Terrell Davis is a talented back, deserves to be in. But then when you look at his numbers and whatnot, I think a lot of his consideration was based off of the Super Bowls they won. For yeah, real. Definitely. So, you know, I, I think, man, we just gotta be, you know, really uh true to, you know, the game and what you know these guys gave in, man. Seriously. So priests definitely gotta be considered, no doubt. So, Roger Craig was a great name. Roger Craig was a great name because I'm I'm very shy that he's not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I'm like that dude should have been in one of the greatest all-purpose backs to ever play the game. Absolutely, he's still yeah. not in the, in the yeah. Hall of Fame. Right, he was ahead right. of his time too. That's it. Yes, yeah. yeah. You know, and I think so, what, people didn't really understand like like Priest, his you know him catching the ball out the backfield. Man, Priest was like just one of those same guy all around back. You know, for real. And so. I just I don't know how you just kind of pass him up. I, I just don't. Who who was easier or or who what's the difference between blocking for Priest Holmes, who's patient and and he bounces around and then he hits that hole he's supposed to hit, versus a Larry Johnson who is straightforward, two hundred some pounds, I'm gonna run over you. What's the difference between blocking for those type of guys? Hmm. Well, I think, man, you know, kind of uh, it's different styles, right? What Priest can do kind of like that cut back, reverse field, and go to the other side, that was – it was kind of like his one of his things, man. He, he had like explosion of hitting a hole. He, he knew how the hole was breathing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, a lot of the man, running backs, they tell you, it's timing. 
right? I, I remember seeing a video they were talking to uh, Marshawn Lynch. Uh, uh, Pete Carroll came to him and was like, hey, man, if you look at this bag, he's like, coach, I'm just going to read it. <laughs> he, you know, he's trying to explain to him. He's like, coach, I'm just going to read it. And so with Priest, man, like you said, his patience that he had and plus his shiftiness to go from one side of the field to the next and hitting the hole was, was one of his things to forte. Now, LJ, his talent was, man, I don't think I ever seen anybody, and, and Priest too, to be honest with you, I don't think I seen anybody catch him in the open field. Like once LJ got in the open field, I mean, he was gone. I mean, as far as like the speed he had for his size of the back, come on, man. I mean, he, he was just that good. And so you kind of knew it. LJ, he, he could run over you. He could run around you. He could make you miss. And so he was like some of the things I would watch just both these backs do, Priest and, and Larry both, was I was in awe of it, seriously. And I, I look, I, I played for 12 years, man. I've seen some really, really great and talented backs. And I know those two guys, man, were, were, were two of the best, no doubt about it. So, have, have you ever caught yourself, and it's probably dangerous on the football field, have you ever caught yourself watching, like, man, look at Priest go, bro? <laughs> like, have you ever caught yourself? All the time. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds dangerous, though. Like, huh? that sounds dangerous. Well, look, I, I know I'm doing my job. Once it get past me, go Priest. Go LJ. You know what I mean? That's, that's just, you know, sometimes, what I used to love about Priest, Priest start taking off, and you start doing the head like this. I was, I'm like, it's like it's in the wind. I knew it was in the wind then. You know what I'm saying? So it was always a good sight to see. Uh, and then, of course, LJ, you know, like I said, some of the things, like his shiftiness, like for him being as big as he was, just making guys miss. And sometimes you start looking like, man, a guy like this, that big, shouldn't be making guys look like that, and just you know taking off running. Uh, but I, I, I tell you what, man, I, I would I would do that all the time. Matter of fact, uh, I'll give you it, here's a real funny one. So we was playing Buffalo, and we was down on the goal line. I think we end up running like a like a pick play, and they end up intercepting it in the end zone. Well, they take off. So you know, I'm thinking, I'm like, look, I still got a little speed, right? I give me like a little angle. Go catch this joker. I'm, I'm gonna get him. Well, so sure enough, you know, safety catches it. He's taking down the sideline. So I'm like, it's rolling. I'm on my angle. And all of a sudden, my angle started getting <laughs> cut off. I'm like, dang on. All of a sudden, from the side of me, here come Priest. He just passed me. And so I'm like, it's almost out of breath. I'm like, get him, Priest. Get him, Priest. <laughs> <laughs> and Priest went to go get that joker. He went and he ran that joker down. He did. I was just in awe of it. Cause you know, I thought I still had some speed. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, so, but I knew at the priest passed me, I, that joker was fast, and I was just in awe. You know how he went and go and, and got that joker for real. So, <laughs> that, that's shout out to Priest Holmes. No doubt, no doubt. Yep, one of no the greatest, doubt. one of the greatest players to ever suit up here, man. So I got another. There's another question, man. Um, from one of our co-hosts, Boogie. He couldn't make it tonight. Um, who are your top five tight ends currently in the NFL right now, Jason? Top five currently right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Top five currently in NFL, and this is the order. I had to go with Travis Kelsey. I'm going to go with uh, Kittles. Uh, after that, mm, I'm – That's where it started getting tricky right there. Yeah, like, but right I, I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm going to say, you know – and this is but bar no injuries and stuff like that. I'm gonna say Waller. Waller's gonna be okay. my third. Okay. Uh, 
then I'm about to go. Here's here's the the fourth and fifth is either going to be Gronk or it's going to be Andrews for me. That's the that's the top five right now. I, I don't think at, after that it, every everything else kind of falls into place. But right down at the top five, man, come on. I mean, I, I don't think you know that's it. Those 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 five guys. I mean, they're going to ball out each and every week. So um, oh, I, I don't know okay. any other name you could bring up. I'm in agreement with that, honestly. Um, I may have I may have Gronk third, but that top five in general, I'm with that, man. I'm full in agreement, 100. That's definitely the five. You can argue the order, but that's yeah. definitely the right. five. Right, right. That's, that's definitely, definitely the five. five. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so you know this question got to come. Uh, Tony Gonzalez. <laughs> in my opinion, Tony Gonzalez is if we rank it all time. He's he's in every conversation you want to have. Right. Now, Tony went to Atlanta, and and it's no fault of him. And I, I commended Tony for going. He needed to go to Atlanta and experience what he – I wish he would have won in Atlanta. He's made some comments. <laughs> so he, he gets a lot of flack from the fans. Yeah. But yeah. Tony and Travis are two of the best tight ends of all time. And we had him right in our stadium every Sunday. Right. And now I'm going to ask the question. Yeah. Tony mm -hmm. or Travis? Who are you taking? Don't ruin I'm your taking, friendship now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, look. You I'm, put I'm, him on the spot, this. man. Yeah, I'm, look. I'm, I'm going to say this. He a big Travis's dude. He can handle it. Yeah, no, look. Look, I, look, I love Travis's game. And, and, and you rightly so. We have the two best tight ends of all time, no doubt about it. I mean, when I say that, the Chiefs have definitely, I mean, hit the jackpot on that. And so I always, I always look at it like this. I always look at the body of work, right? Tony, I know Tony only missed one game, okay? One game, 17-year uh, career, which is just impeccable, right? I mean, and just doing it at a high level each and every time. And so Tony was not only a, a – a, a good receiving tight end. Tony could block too, you know. Yep. So a lot of those, a lot of those yards that 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 Priest and LJ and all those guys was getting, man. Yo, shoot, Tony was he he was getting his nose dirty. You know what I'm saying? He, he put his hands on folks, you know. Plus, you know, I wouldn't let him get away with it. Man. We're, we're no prima donnas in the tight end room. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah. so look, you know, Tony, hey, he he get in there, man, and put his 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 hands on people. And so I say this, Tony, his hands. Tony probably had the best hands uh, as far as the tight end uh, that I've seen too, and just catching the ball in traffic. You know we, and, you know we have these conversations all the time, man. Look, when I'm watching the game, it's all of us on, on the conversation. Probably eight of us talking, and so we have this, 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 this talk all the time. And Tony recognized greatness, right? Travis is a great tight end. Travis, what he has that I don't say Tony has was his yards at the catch. The way he can make people miss is what he's great at. You know, I call Travis the, the rubber band man because he don't really let nobody get a real good hit on him. You know what I'm saying? You see, he just kind of bounces off, you know, guys and stuff like that. And he kind of like, uh, I was thinking about this other day, like when he was, he, he made that move. Uh, oh, man, okay. Kung Fu Hustle. Y'all seen Kung Fu Hustle? <laughs> Y'all yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, <laughs> remember, remember the old dude that, that had like the he's kind of like that guy. Like you, you can't get no real good hit on him. You know what I'm saying? 
Like he, right, whatever right. he comes with, he's gonna hit you right back with it, and, and that's how he's elusive. And so the things he's able to do and just run away from guys is what his skill set is. Just I mean, it's just top of the line. And, and Tony could do that. Tony could, you know, he he break tackles and stuff. He didn't really get a hit on Tony like that. But as far as like yards at the catch, Travis, man, he he's that's where he's he's elite at. Now Tony mm-hmm. catching the football in between two or three guys. Uh, if I'm looking for somebody at the end of the game or getting the ball, I'm going to 88. There ain't no doubt about it. You know what I'm saying? That 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 is a fact. Because I've seen him pull us out of many of uh messes plenty of time. You know what I mean? So my thing is when TG TG was getting tripled and uh, double teamed all the time. I mean all the time. And so I think now because it, it's and, and we got to say this too. Right, the amount of times they pass the football, okay. I mean, they're throwing the ball around a lot, like it, like it's just backyard football right now. And so, Travis is getting got a lot of looks, and he's making plays as he should. That's what we, you know, we got him for. He's that great, you know. But TG, you know, he got, you know, he made like I think a, a hundred yard catch, like uh, uh, receiving, I think once, and all the others are like high seventies, eighties, nineties. Who is running football more, right? I mean, Priest was sitting yeah, over yeah. the 700, eight, you know, and so it, it was like that. Our office was just just vastly different, vastly different. And so if you're sitting there thinking about Tony, Tony could have easily called, uh, you know, 100 balls, 1,000 yards, easy, easy, with the way that they're throwing the ball around now. But, like, pure, you know, uh, catching the football, I mean, TG just got, he's got that edge on it, man. And, like, catching the ball, fronting it up, I ain't, I ain't never seen tight ends do that. Tony, I mean, that's another thing TG could do. Playing basketball, so these guys got two different skill sets, man. But uh, like, I'm looking at 88 at the end of the game. We need, we need that first down. We need that. I'm gonna go to the guy that got the best hands, no doubt about it. And so I, wa- I watch him methodically just work on his hands every single day to get them better, every single day. And so I've, I've seen him make some incredible catches, man. Some really incredible catches. And that's not taking anything away from from Travis, but right now because Tony's body of work. 17 years of what he's done. I mean, he's right now, you know, heading, you know, that's where he's at. He's number one right now. Travis, he continues where he's at, keeps doing what he's going to do. Guess what? Then we can have that argument when he gets to that point. But right now, I, I mean, I think Dundanus is, is one and two, no doubt about it, for sure. So, no doubt. No doubt. I agree with you. That's an excellent, that's an excellent breakdown of both guys, man. Like, both guys great in their own right. Like you said, Travis is mainstream, his yards had to catch. Uh, Tony Gonzalez's main strength is catching the ball in traffic, and you broke that down very well, sir. So, yeah, yeah. Does it seem to you that Travis catch the ball and does that little half spin move? It looks slow. It really looks like ah. But then (laughs) next thing you know, he's up the he's up the field ten to twelve more yards, or he's rumbling towards the touchdown celebrating, and like you. I, I got him, and he did that little spin move, and now he's gone. Like man, deceptive. He's deceptive. You know what I'm saying? He's he's got that deceptive speed and that athletic ability, but he put it on display. Like when, when that that last one he did against uh, the Chargers. Oh man, I mean he he brought the <laughs> skill set out. I mean he's, he turns on a dime, right? Makes two or three guys miss, and then he outs, outruns the whole defense. I'm like, plus the look. This is fifth quarter. He had played four, you know, four quarters already the whole game. And for him to have the energy, man, I was just like, yo, man, this dude right here has just got that, you know, for real. 
he, he got that playmaker blood in him. You know what I'm saying? So that's <laughs> for him to have, you know, tap into that at the end of the game. I said, oh yeah, yeah, he, he's he's the real deal, no doubt about it. So yeah, we we like to ask former players this because it's, it, I'm curious about it. How do you watch the game? Do, do you allow yourself to be a fan? Are you watching it as a tight end? Are you watching it as I'm picking up on tendencies and I'm calling out plays? Like I'm upset with guys that call out plays, and it's like, yo, that's amazing. Like, yeah, <laughs> like they know everything that's going. How do you watch the game? And are you allowed to be fans in moments, or you an analyst for for the most part? I'm, I'm you know what, man? Uh, I'm a, I'm a creature of habit, so. Obviously, I'm, I'm going to look at it from, you know, the tight end standpoint, uh, but also, too, as a coach. You know, I've been coaching for 10 years, and, and so my thing is, you know, I'm, I'm plays. I'm like, what, what are you doing? Like, how come you're not running this? How come you're not running that? Like, the defense is giving you this. And so my analysis of the game is always, look, what's the defense, you know, giving to you? What plays you can run against them, right? I'm, I'm, like, I'm analyzing, you know, the, the play calling, you know, of, of uh, being in me and Reed. I'm, you know, I'm checking all of that out. I'm watching the blocks, you know, and I'm look, I'm, I'm going to be fair. You know what I'm saying? If I look, if somebody's made a bad play, he made a bad play. And so sometimes when, when people make these grades all the time, I'm like, look, man, ain't no way you're going to get no grade like this off of that play. You know, so I, I just, I have to do like all three. So everything you said, it's got to be from a player first, coach second, and third is as, as, you know, as a fan. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to get up out of my seat, you know, run around the house, you know what I'm saying, kick up, <laughs> holler, you know. So I, I I tell you, I just enjoy the game, but I'm analyzing everything. Like I said, just from a player, you know, coaching level, and then just the fan aspect. I just, I, I tell you what, I've been to, you know, the games I've been to, I'm always in awe. Like when I sit around the crowd and I'm just, I watch people, you know, because it's different, like sitting in the stands from playing. Like it's, I mean, it's, it's almost like it's out of body, out of body experience. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I, I don't realize, like when you're playing, you don't realize everything that's happening in the stadium. And so when I'm at the game, I'm looking around the stadium more than anything else than the field. Because I'm just, I'm just it's, like, it's entertaining. It's entertaining to me. But yeah, man, I, I just, I, I enjoy watching these guys play. You know, look, I know what they're going through. I know how they're thinking, how they feel. You know. And it and it's look, it's it's a tough business, but it's a poor, uh, you know performance uh, uh, business, right? And so I know sometimes when I'm looking at guys, I'm like, look, I'm gonna be fair with it. Look, if this guy right here got pushed back three or four yards, yeah, guess what? Ain't, ain't no a, ain't no plus on that play. It's, it's just not. You know, some fans like, oh, he got the job done. Uh, he did. He got in his way. But when we looking and analyzing it in, in the room, oh. <laughs> Oh no, 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 no! That's not good enough. You know what I'm saying? It, it just not. It isn't. So, I, I remember we were talking about uh, Tim Tebow. Everybody was bringing Tebow up. Oh, he ought to make the play. Hey, I said, look, I'm gonna tell you something. All right? I love Tim Tebow to death. I do. But if you believe this guy's gonna be a tight end and making an lead, man, you you sadly mistaken. I just thought it was kind of disrespectful. And they was just, you know, they was talking about the one play. Well, he got the job done. I said, look, that, they don't cut that sucker tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, he gonna get somebody hurt back there. I'm, I'm for real. Yeah. You keep this joke on here, he gonna get somebody hurt. 
So I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be fair with it, man. I'm going to be fair. I think I'm we need to kind of like, hold on. Wait a minute, think, Chuck, Chuck. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to be on, honest. Country, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> All right, man, Jason, I think me, you're kind of like the same person when we watch the game in a sense. Now, I'm not going to come over here and say I know everything about football. I'm still learning stuff every day. Yeah, but this yeah. is why we have guests on like you, guys who played the game, guys who've been to trenches, guys who mm-hmm. practice every day, seen everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I and, and I like learning from you guys. You know what I mean? Because I mm-hmm. always learn something new every time we have former players on. So. Yeah. I, I go ahead. I was gonna say that um, I would hate to miss a block and then come over. And you sitting on the bench looking at me because <laughs> you're a big man. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I, I'd be like, "Yo, and then, then, then go talk to Jason." No, nah, man, I'm not gonna go talk to Jason. I don't even talk to him. <laughs> I know I missed that block. <laughs> I know I messed up, man. I don't want to go talk to this dude right now, man. I'll, we'll, we'll talk after I make a play. <laughs> now look, now I I wouldn't have nothing to say if you missed a block. Now if you was a habitual, uh. Missile missing blocks, that'd be a whole different story. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then, you know, I, I had to go to the coach like, man, why you got this dude in, man? Keep missing blocks. What, what's the deal? You know, we, we can't keep adding him in there. But, you know, if you miss a block, man, look, guys miss blocks. Look, I, I understand it, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. look, those guys oh, yeah. on the side get paid too. There's something they, they get paid more money than, than you do. So, hey, look, they, they, they trying to eat. They trying to keep food on the table, just like you know, for their family, like I'm trying to do for mine. So it's it's hey man, it's tough business. This is high level. So when I'm when I'm sitting there and I'm looking at guys, like I said, I, I gotta be fair how I'm looking at it, what they doing well, you know. So I'm I'm watching everything. So I coach O line, tight ends, wide receivers, quarterbacks. So I'm looking at all of that, every single thing. And so I just I just I just have I had to look at the I had to look at the the you know the line sets. I'm looking at their feet. I'm looking at all those things, right? And so, you know, somebody may be like, "Hey, man, that's a great block." I'm like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, all right," <laughs> you know. But I'm like, "You, you want me really tell you what I thought?" So, you know, I'm gonna be real. Yeah, some people scared of that harsh truth, man. But you need it though. You need it though. Yeah. So, so what's your what's your um we gonna wrap up the uh the Pittsburgh game? What, how you think? How do you see this playing out? Man, to be honest with you, I I, I think man we got the game. To be honest with you, I, I just I think Pittsburgh man is just they struggling. They just got a lot of things man on their plate. I said man, Big Ben looked like he just checked out. He he's done with it. He I, I think he's through with all of it. To be honest with you. Uh, to be to be honest, I, I I think he wanted to care if he, he wins these last three games or not. You know what I'm saying? He just he just want to go ahead and ride out on you know the horse he, he you know rode in on. So uh, I like I like our chances, and I've said this even if we don't have Tyreek and we don't have Travis, I still believe we got a great shot against their defense because we still got pieces. We still got speed. Uh, like I said, still got Noah Gray which I think he'll catch three or four balls. You know, Josh Gordon, I said, you know, a couple weeks ago, week 14, right? I was like, look, week 14, he's going to have his, his debut. And so hopefully him coming back, give him some more balls, right? So I think offensively, uh, we call a good game. Those guys call a good game, you know, put their genius minds together, protect Pat, 
let a Hilaire get some yards running, I think we're going to be all right offensively. Uh, defensively, I think right now, man, we just – they've been riding high. And I like where they're at, man. They just got the confidence. And now I, I, sometimes, man, when you start winning and you're doing such a good job, you just I mean, it's almost like you, you're invincible. And they they, they play and they, they, they starting to gel together where they're talking to each other, communicating, and you can see it. You can see how everybody's just feeling, you know, getting that energy. And so I told you, said, man, when Ingram came in, man, he changed the dynamic of the team, man. You needed that guy. You, you needed a veteran guy who's been around the block, who's done bloody some noses, to come in the room and say, look, man, look, I don't know what y'all was doing before I got here, but I'm here. This is how I'm thinking. I need to win me a championship. Y'all don't want championships. You know, don't let me down, right? And so now I know he's probably walking around the uh, the linebacker room or whatever, turning over tables and stuff like that. He let them jokers know, like, look, man, this is what you – we need to attack them here. We need to attack them there. These guys got rid of me. Oh, yeah, he's – this is a revenge game for him. You know, I know everybody won't talk about it, but look, look, you always sound when somebody let you go, right? You know what I'm saying? You know, the thing is, you know, look, you break up from your girlfriend, you you want to see you with a dime piece on your, you know, around your arm <laughs> next time you see her. You know what I'm saying? You want to run into her. You, you do. So, hey, hey, we are, we are Ingram's uh, dime piece. So, <laughs> we're all going to be. Yeah, definitely, for I sure, like man. <laughs> so, hey, man, we appreciate you coming on. I know you uh, had family time and, uh, and you, you blessed us with a few minutes, man, and a little bit more than you even said you could do. So, man, yeah. we, showed, we certainly appreciate it, man. And uh, uh, shout out to um, the podcast, you and uh, E. Duke, Warfield. Yeah, 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 for sure, yeah. man. Yeah, Chiefs Concerns, man. We, we get on, man, and we kind of, you know, we just, you know, we talk ball, man, talk shop. You know, of course, you know, a lot of it is just, you know, we're not the real – deep analytical all the time we just we kind of raw with it to be honest with you we just kind of give our perspective uh you know we get on each other same thing like brothers do you know we you know we we fight and we disagree and we we kind of talk but we have a good time man so you know y'all y'all have a chance man y'all come on over you know i know you know some of y'all you know come through but you know doors always open that's how i look at it man you know but uh man, I, but look i appreciate y'all brothers having me man you know what i mean so, uh, you know, everybody have a Merry Christmas. Be blessed with everything. You know what I'm saying? Take care. I got to come back another time, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I, yes, I sir. Love this. Yeah. I love yes. this, this whole setup. So, uh, you know. Yes, sir. We got to do it again. Yeah, yeah we got more sure. questions. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Definitely. You always want to come back on, man. Anytime, okay. man. It's great to have you on, man. You have a Merry Christmas as well to your family, too, dog. All right. No doubt, man. Appreciate it, All man. Right. Y'all be good. See you after this W on Sunday. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I'll be hollering. I'll be hollering. Hollering. <laughs> Who's that? Merry Christmas, y'all. Y'all be good, man. To your followers too, man. You know what I'm saying? Y'all keep it up, for real. All right. For sure, man. Thank you. Much love, man. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Much love. Appreciate you. <laughs> Jason, that done, was, man. That was amazing. Man, that was great, dog. That was great, man. I, I enjoyed. I don't know it. if we getting. Are we getting popular or? We're getting a lot of uh, uh, spam messages in the chat room. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. I'm like, all oh, these spam messages come out of nowhere. We but must anyway, be doing man. something right, man. 
Right. So um, shout out to uh shout out to Jason Dunn, shout out to Eric Warfield, uh Marcus Dash over there, Chief Concerns, man. They got a great pie going on. They do, yeah, they do got a great over pie. There, so yeah, check them out too, man, whenever y'all get a chance. Boy, yeah. country. So um I'm I'm pretty much on board with what Jason said. He kind of wrapped it up for me. Like Melvin Ingram is gonna have his revenge game. I know Chris Jones is probably itching to get back out there. Uh, Snead probably is itching to get out there and prove some stuff, you know, because of the loss he had and 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 respect and love and prayers to his family. I know that's that's hard, man. You know, going through losing somebody that close. So he's probably gonna have a lot to play for. So I think the defense is gonna show up. Um. How much of the offense is going to show up? Who knows? I think Pat is going uh, – I think Pat is, is kind of back to where Pat needs to be, and, and and that's a scary sight for the rest of the NFL. And I also agree with what he said about Ben. I think Ben been ready to pack it up for – ever since he said he was going to retire. Didn't he come out and say he was going to retire? Yeah, a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago he said Yeah, he's been packing year. it up ever since then, so – all right, we can do some scores. I will go. Ooh, I wouldn't go that high. Um, I will go twenty four ten. Jeez, I think that's that's, about uh, right. that's some offense and defensive scores. Yeah, I think it's about right because I think the defense is going to score another touchdown this week, uh, like how they did with the Raiders. So um, I think I'm in the green switch with country um, two score game. You know, 24-10, so, or it could be a 10-point game. Who knows? 24-10, 20-10, but I'm going to go with 24 with you, dog. Um, But um, but now that we have pretty much broke down this game, man, let's get to the other stuff. Um, I want to get the Carriages tweet last night, what he said about McCall Hartman. This is what, that's one of the wildest tweets I have seen all season long when it comes to the NFL. He said, he literally said, why are the Chiefs not using McCall Harmon like how the Niners are doing? See Debo Samuel. First of all, he ain't built like Debo, man. Like, come on, man. McCall Harmon is a, a slim 187, dog. Debo is compact, dog. He can take those hits. He can take that punishment, man. So that was just a wild, wild tweet. And I seen that everybody got home got on last night about it too, man. Everybody's making jokes and everything, man. So are you in are you in agreement with that? Are you are do you agree that was a wild tweet? Yeah, it was wild. It was it was it did what it was supposed to do. Character was trying to get some attention and, and trying to get some clicks out there. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> character's not character as 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 much as y'all don't like character or whatever how y'all feel about character. He's not a dumb man. He knew he was tripping. He, he yeah. Look, he, he, he knew he was bugging. He knew what he was doing. He was bugging. <laughs> and they they like... <laughs> and like the and like when I watched the Niners play uh the Falcons on Sunday, I said the Chiefs could really incorporate Tyreek Hill kind of backing into that role uh when the playoffs start. I'm not saying you gotta carry the ball as much like Debo, but we have seen Tyreek Hill be dangerous out that backfield throughout the course throughout the course of his career, whenever he has lined up in the backfield. Like the dude damn near takes it to the house every time. And he's kind of built like Debo to where he can take those hits too. So and he used to play running yeah. in college. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, him and McCall. I would I would use both of them in that role. 
you know, the jet sweeps, uh, the, all that stuff. So yeah, McColl the jet sweep, <laughs> but in the, in the backfield, line up in the backfield, take punishment. No, McColl he he, he he ain't built like that. Sorry, that's that would that would just be dumb. <laughs> but uh, okay, here come Boogie. Boogie, I know you're mad about the. I'm not, look, matter of fact, let's get to the Pro Bowl voting because I know you're mad about that. Uh, the, the the chief. Okay, so the Chiefs they got six Pro Bowlers, right? You know, you got your typical guys. Eight all together, you, got, right? you said what? I said they got eight all together, right? Um, they they had eight alternates, I think, but I think they had six overall. So yeah, you, got yeah, Pat, okay. you got Patrick, you got Tyree, Travis, uh, Chris Jones. Um, yeah, Orlando Brown, and then the last one was Tyron Matthew. Now, who, out of those people you named, who's the shocker? Um, Orlando Brown, man. I mean, Orlando Brown, he's gotten better since week one, but I don't think he's a Pro Bowl left tackle this season. I just don't agree with that. I feel like Creed Humphrey, I see a lot of people saying Creed Humphrey. Creed Humphrey should get his spot, in my opinion, because here's the thing, man. Somebody had to manipulate the numbers behind the scenes as far as their Pro Bowl vote, because how are you going to leave all centers in Pro Bowl voting in the AFC and then all of a sudden you don't make it? Like, you've been getting all this praise all season long. It's like the top-rated center in the league, you know, Pro Football Focus or any other football platform, social media platform you can think of been giving Cree Humphrey praise all season long that all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, he don't make it after leading the votes two days prior to it being official. Like, somebody manipulated the numbers, man. Like, it's politics, bro. I don't care anybody. Yeah. Care. You know how it is. We gave y'all six of them. We we can't give y'all seven. <laughs> the Colts yeah. got seven, but you know, Pro Bowl is is janky anyway, bro. It's already. But but like like Boogie said, I'd rather be a All Pro than a Pro Bowler. I mean, yeah, but like at the end of the day, you know. Um... Like a um, friend of the show, BJ Kissel, uh, he mentioned it on Outside the Trench today, talking about how, you know, Pro Bowls and All Pros, you know, there's incentives involved, you know what I mean, as far as making those and as far as, like, helping you make the Hall of Fame one day, you know, if you consistently making Pro Bowls or getting multiple All Pro teams, you know what I mean? So it is important, but just the way they manipulated Creed Humphrey like that, that's the part I don't like. Like the politics is involved with that. That's what I don't like. Yeah, he, he said he'll be in there as a starter for the next ten years. So they 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 usually do that. You know how they snub him the first year, and you got to earn it and all that stuff. And then they they'll vote him in next year. He didn't win the popular vote, but well, he did. Win. He's He's Hillary Clinton. He won the popular vote and lost everything else. <laughs> oh, God. No, nah, <laughs> hey, like Boogie said, they did Mitch like that for years. So Mitch said that you get money, even though even though we don't plan on playing in the front Pro Bowl. Like, right, they, right. They you get money, you get incentives, you get contract stuff that, that, that you're missing out on because – Somebody want to play the popularity vote, but you know, you know how it is, man. I think I think Creed is he he gonna be top three in rookie of the year. He should be. He should be a first team all pro. We'll see how it works, man. Or are they gonna let some new blood into the game, or are they just gonna 
keep going with these old heads, but eventually they got to move on from them anyway. Exactly. So, you know, at the end of the day, except the Pro Bowl, like, we don't expect any of these guys playing in any way. We expect to be in the Super Bowl for a third time in a row. That's our expectation. And the guys just got to go out there and do it. Thanks. So, yeah. So, what else we got, man? Um, We can talk a little bit about <laughs> what went on yesterday, if you want. You know what I mean? As far as like just oh I, no, man, I don't, I, I don't know. Hey, look, I, I I don't know what's up with Chiefs Kingdom, man. I don't know, man. Hey, we, you look, we find something new, man. Twitter, Twitter is a very helpful and useful tool. You have to use it properly. Um, and 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 just because you <laughs> be careful what you say, you know what I'm saying, like. It, it it might come back to haunt you, cause cause people people on Twitter are weird and they will search your tweets, they will find anything you say, and we probably all got something that we said before. I'm not justifying what happened because it was wrong, and uh, you know she she got dragged, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, you just just be careful what you say, man. Things that we were saying back in 2009, we definitely cannot say in 2021 or 22. So I'm not going to search for nobody's tweets because I know we all said some wild stuff back in 2012. Caleb, we, we'll, we'll explain it later, bro. <laughs> it was crazy. Just She left. They, they got rid of her. She she did go in, though. It was, it was wild. They started pulling out some wild receipts. Bro, you talking about history, dog. You talking about four year history, bro. Like, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> oh boy, uh, yeah. The king so, of the business. <laughs> so yeah, man. Um, and, and, but just to wrap things up, man. As you look at the AFC picture, man, do you agree that in order to get in the playoffs, you gotta have ten wins? Are we at that point with the AFC playoff picture right now? In order to be the top seed or order to get in? Just to get in. Who who all got 10 wins right now? Just uh, Chiefs, Titans. That's it. That's it for us. That's now. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everybody else got like nine or eight wins. Yeah, I don't think you – yeah, you probably have to have 10 to get in. You probably have to have 10 to get in. You don't have to have at least 11 to, to buy for that top spot. Because, yeah, yeah. If Chiefs went out tight. and won 13, you, I mean, what you going to do about that? Imagine us going from three and four to 13 and four, you know? Like, what a what a hell of a season. If we, yeah. if we happen to make the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, America's team is going to be so lit from what we came from and what people said and, and, the, and the, the narratives they put out there, and then they just kept winning. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, this DVD is going to be amazing for this season. Hey, I'm right with you, bro. I can't wait for it, man, because, like, this is what Andy Reid has done throughout his coaching career. Like, we've seen, whether he was in Philly or whether it's here, like, there's times where – 
you know, the season, they started out rough. Teams started out rough. And then they just get on this miraculous run and make it run in the playoffs. So we're, we're, we're accustomed to it, you know. Like, I never panicked after that three and four start. Yeah, we wasn't playing well. We was right to critique the team in some areas. But I know eventually that the adjustments will be made. And I just knew that this wasn't a Super Bowl hangover team. Like, this team's too talented to have a Super Bowl hangover. Like, we're going to eventually get on a run. And that's what's currently happening right now. And we in the driver's seat for the number one seat. So, yeah. I'm hoping they win Sunday and then come back and beat Cincinnati. And they have the opportunity to maybe even rest players on against Denver. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and then they possibly – they they might be able to play. Never mind. I ain't gonna go that far. Um, yeah, I think twelve wins to get you the number one seed. So you definitely um for the to get in the playoffs, you need at least nine. Probably yeah, ten probably is the number though. Yeah, that race is tight, man. It's super tight to get in right now. So yeah. <laughs> But I, but I, that I think that's gonna wrap up the show for tonight. Um, I would like to thank everybody for tuning in, man. Again, shout out to Jason Dunn for taking his time out to join us. You know, we yeah. surprise guest, special guest appearance. Uh, shout out to the big fella. Uh, shout out to our guy Boogie. Boogie, get well soon. Shout out to Kylie. Kylie will be back for the post game show. Kylie. So I'll be, I'll be looking, I'll be looking forward to that. You know, we'll be looking forward to that. Um, but in that country, oh, man, oh, you know oh. anything else? Chris said, who do you think is the biggest threat? The Chiefs are the biggest threat to themselves and to the NFL. Yeah. I'm in agreement. Merry Christmas. Yo, Merry Christmas, man. Um, I, I, I got to go watch some Christmas movies. I'm probably, my wife probably going to kill me. Um, um, uh, hug your kids, man. And, uh, if you if you COVID free and you got your shot, you vaccinated or whatever, have fun. As much fun as you can with your family, but be safe. Do your distancing, wear your mask, all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Uh do not drink and drive. Don't get in no trouble. Uh Merry Christmas. We'll see you before New Year's, but don't forget to give me something, man. I wear a two XL tall. So you wanna you want to give me a, anybody got any PlayStation Five hookups? Let me know. So. Man, cash out C pin for the win. Dollar sign C pin for the win. You know <laughs> but Catch but boy, five six seven. You go. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, man. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to everybody, man. Until the next episode of Kingdom Cast, we out of here, people. Happy Kwanzaa and Hanukkah yes, and um, what's the other holiday? It's another one, right? Maybe, but I think you might have got them all. <laughs> I think that's good enough. Peace. All right, everyone.